0: It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard, Dennis
1: and Brady. The Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast for a Monday. Um, I traveled over the weekend. Brady, actually, technically you traveled, too, because you did a road game on uh, Friday, but it was a big game in the uh, Mac White for the port here on Northern Boys basketball uh, team, so we'll talk about uh, that. Um, North Branch and Emily City had a showdown in girls basketball. We'll get to that. There was some hockey over the uh, the weekend, uh, and there was also some very sad news um, for us and for a lot of people in the community over the weekend.
2: Yeah, uh, the I mean everyone knew knew who Denny White was. He was a Saint Clair baseball coach seemingly forever um he was a, most recently the marysville freshman football coach he passed away after i believe about a two-year battle with cancer and yeah it it sucks that's the only really way to put it and we'll talk about him a lot more um later in the show because what a legacy he left yeah
1: absolutely and uh and he will be uh, sadly missed uh especially by uh brady and myself All right. uh, We'll get to it in just a moment.
0: When you run with us on a Gator
1: UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice. And the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com.
0: If you're not listening to Get Stuck on sports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back,
1: Dennis and uh, uh, Brady. It's, it's good to laugh. It today. is. Um. <laughs> so, t- did you did you have a trying time? I did. So
2: <laughs> going to Gross Point North, um, you know, it's funny that it happened with Gross Point North in the wake of the Denny White news because this is the same spot that it was the same team that we had the hat situation with him. And oh, Luke that's Murcaw. right,
1: uh, the Mad Hatter game. Yes,
2: which for those unenlightened, um, it was an old Gross Point North baseball coach, but Luke Murkaw um, was a lefty for St. Clair. With a herky-jerky motion. With a very unconventional style. It was like submarine sidearm from the left side, and he'd like snap his head every time he threw it. So his hat would fall off. They were playing Gross Point North, and in the first inning, they got a double, and I think they scored a run, and everything was fine. Well, Murkaw settled in and struck out like eight of the next 12 batters, and suddenly in the fourth or fifth inning, their coach goes, that's illegal. His hat can't fall off. And Denny goes, the hell rule is he breaking? There's no there's no rule that says your hat has to fall off because the coach was trying to claim that the hat was falling in line with the ball. I'm like, if, if you can drop your hat like that. Yeah, you've you got a it, talent. You know what? Congratulations. You get a little advantage. You're a magician. But, but it wasn't an issue. It wasn't an issue when they roped a double off of him in the first inning yeah. and they were winning. It was when he was striking out and mowing down their lineup that it became an issue. And Denny was just he, – he's going – because I, 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 we sit right by home plate, so we could hear a lot of the conversation. And he was talking to the umpire. He's going, "What rule is he breaking?" And the umpire essentially goes, "I just want him to shut up." <laughs> was it so they put so they put like a bandana on him to keep his hat on, and then he struck out the next guy anyway. Yeah. So yeah, fitting. That this happened on the same weekend um, that we lose Denny White because I know he'd be laughing, um so Gros Point north, Dennis very rich community, right?
1: yeah, they got a little bit of money there.
2: I know Gross Point South is the richer and older school. It's the one that looks like you're going to school in a medieval castle, but still, Gros Point North has money, so when we go on the road, we call ahead, you know, just make sure it's fine. I mean. It should be, but we always just want to let people know we're coming, whatever. So I call, leave a message. The assistant calls back and goes, oh, okay, you just need a table and you need a a spot with power. I'm like, yeah, just a spot with a view of a court. go, okay. She goes, yeah, that's fine, no problem. Squared away. Routine as ever. Ten minutes later, not the assistant calls back, someone above her and goes, Oh hey, I heard you heard you talk to my assistant and uh, and she said everything's fine. I'm like, yeah. She goes, well, I, I don't know if we have a spot to put you. I'm like, what? I'm like, what do you mean? Like, I need a table that's the size of a elementary school desk, and I need a plug within a hundred feet of it. Not that hard. <laughs> like, I I don't try to be difficult, and I know we're nobody, so we don't need the red carpet rolled out for us, but minimum effort is what i'm asking yeah. for so calling she says oh i don't know i'm like well we can't we're, we're under construction I never saw any construction near the gym so i didn't know what the hell she was talking about um and all this stuff and oh i can't put you here because i don't want you in the walkways and i can't uh, we don't have we only have two outlets by the scores table and i'm like well i was thinking in my head power strips exist I can make. I have multiple power strips. Do you want me to bring one? And she goes, "I don't know. We might have to put you like deep in a corner, and you'll have an obstructed view." Like, the hell, an obstructed view? So I go, "Whatever. It's fine. I'll make it work when I get there. If I have to do some things, go rogue a little bit, I will." And she goes, "Oh, wait a minute. There's, there might be, um, some plugs at the very top of the stands." I'm like. Well, I haven't sat in the stands since COVID, but okay. Yeah. I I got no I, problem sitting in the stands as long as you well, give us a we're, little we're, room. I'm getting to that. So I go, so am I going to be in the top of the stand? She's like, yeah, that's probably where we'll put you. We used to have a camera up there, and we got rid of it. I'm like, all right. Meanwhile, keep in mind, this gym has not been touched since the school's been built. So I say, all right, can you just partition off? Five feet of space in a couple rows just so I can sit there. She goes, oh, don't worry about it. No one ever sits in the top of the stands. We, we have huge stands. That was a lie. Get there. And the first lady I talked to was one of the people uh, that take your ticket. Very nice lady. Wish she was the one making the decision. <laughs> so, so we head up there, and I sit at the top of the stands. Nothing's partitioned off. There were people sitting at the top of the stands and my setup was the plug behind me and keep in mind, these stands were built when the gym was probably opened by Willie Horton. (laughs) It opened in 1968 and it has not been touched since 1968. (laughs) So there's a difference between having character and just being old. This gym is just old. They're the old wooden bleachers and yeah, they look nice, but I'm shocked no one's like gotten seriously hurt on them. Because it's the old kind where the, you can drop stuff below it in 18 different ways. Yeah. Like where you sit it, right in front of your feet is wide open. Um, it's as minimum amount of wood as you need to make bleachers <laughs> as you can get. So I'm sitting up there, and we have a decent amount of equipment, nothing crazy. But I'm just nervous setting this whole thing up. Because I feel like if I move wrong, my computer's dropping down, my my phone's dropping down, something's dropping down, and I'm SOL. So get up there, whatever. Get set up, finally. All right, you know what? I'm sitting at the top of the bleachers. Luckily, I had some very nice northern parents sitting by me, so I didn't have to worry about that. Because it's always a little nerve-wracking sitting in the crowd, because yeah. you never know, you never know. It, what you're going to have by you. But luckily, that wasn't an issue. So... Game gets, star- game gets uh, started, and, you know, the gym just has that – that wood has that yellow tint to it. You know, when you can tell – usually you see it in, like, middle school gyms or old elementary school gyms, and you're like, ooh, that's old. And that just looks like it's hard to jump on. Like, when I was looking at the floor, I'm like, ugh, my knees would hurt after playing on this gym because <laughs> it just looks old. It had fluorescent lighting. Gym, not good at Grosse Point North. There are places we go – I would be fine with this situation, but not Grosse Point North. You're supposed to be a big boy. Yeah. there's a re- I guess there's a reason why South's always above them in every Mac division and in every sport. But anyway, I digress. So the game gets started, and it's, it's a good back-and-forth affair. Gross Point North has a couple of their captains out, but it gets going, gets started. 15-13 um, first quarter, and I believe in the second quarter, another head-scratching moment happens. There is um, there is, a loose ball, and Tyler Jameson goes to save it. And he's in the far left corner, away from me. He goes to save it, and he goes down. Why did he go down and got tweaked up? Well, because someone at that school thought it was a good idea to put stanchions and rope off underneath the baskets. Now, the stanchion, you know, like the ones you see at banks and, and concession stand lines, yeah. those heavy, thick, metal, slanted stanchions were put no more than two feet away from the floor. Like, you have the baseline, and then you have the thick painting on the outside. It was on the corner of the thick painting. So, Tyler Jamison takes one step out of bounds and steps on the stanchion. Meanwhile, there are adults and people standing there Making sure, and that was the other thing. I can't put you under the basket. Why the hell not? I do it at Mooney all the time. Yeah. Not that big a deal. I'm not going to stand there with boomsticks when they're shooting free throws. I'm sitting <laughs> there talking. Um, so couldn't do that, but there were four different people videoing. State champs was there. They were underneath the basket, and no one, no northern player forgot how to play basketball because of it. So Tyler Jameson gets hurt. And it's like, wh- whose idea was it to put a stanchion? A step off the court. Like you're just asking for trouble at that point. So that was all the idiocy that went on (laughs) on Friday. Anyway. Portier on Northern and Gross Point North played a really good game. A um, lot, lot of uh, injuries in this one. Mirmoreland went down for a little bit. Uh, that was the first time of three Jamison had to go to the bench. There was another time he got pulled down awkwardly. It, it was his, I think, his knee. And he seemed to be all right, but he tweaked it. It might take him just a few extra days to get to 100%. One time, his, it, I think the bridge of his nose got cut. So it was an intense game. The, uh, the leading scorer for Gross Point North had to leave. He smacked his head on the floor. It was a rough game. But Port on Northern got a 63-54 win, which on surface is a very nice win, but it's the way they did it that was very encouraging. Gross Point North in the third quarter uh, stormed back and took a four-point lead. I think Gross Point North between the second and third quarter went on like a 14 nothing run or something like that and they were up, and then Northern, by the end of the third, was up seven. They'd end up winning by nine, and Tyler Jamison didn't play a lot because of he was hurt. He only had 13 points. Granted, he had like 13 rebounds too, yeah. but he was on the bench for a, a not an insignificant part of this game, and it was the young players that stepped up in a very big way. Alex Jamison had 18, Cam Haryu had 16, Amir Moreland had 13, and Luke Maher had three. That was the scoring. And the young guys who lost their safety net didn't back down. They almost welcomed the challenge and went, all right, cool. Now it's our turn yeah. to get some. And they did. They let them do a win. They played solid defense. Anytime Gross Point North was making a run, they had an answer. It was Cam Haru early, hit a couple big threes. Alex Jamison was all over the boards. He was he was scoring at, well, they only hit three threes in the game too. Haru hit two in the first quarter and then Jamison hit one in the third. Amir Moreland, like you say, Dennis, he doesn't score a simple basket. No, everything he,
1: is spectacular. He
2: had a reverse layup and one that looked like a glitch from a video game, where <laughs> that happens and you go, "What the hell's that? That doesn't happen. This is stupid." And you throw your controller because, because you know he was on the side. He was going up for, a, I think it was a putback, and he realized he was going to get hit, so he brings it down by his waist, goes around with the left hand, and touches it off the other side and I've in seen and, him do that. and one, and you go. That's a freshman. Yep. So Northern gets a huge win over Gross Point North on the road down there in their old dilapidated. Well, no, it's not dilapidated. That's a little mean. But in an old, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, in an old gym, which would not be an easy place to play, and now they have a stranglehold on the Mac White. They're five and zero in league, ten and zero overall. New Haven and Gross Point North each have two losses. That means Port here and Northern to clinch at least a share just has to go three and two the rest of the way four and one they can slip up and they still have room for room to control their own destiny and this is a Northern team that hey th- if someone was trying to say oh it's Tyler Jameson Tyler Jameson he's the he's what makes them go he didn't make them go no, not not now he wasn't a no show but I'm really glad to see Northern get a win against a quality opponent, where Tyler Jameson didn't have to be a superstar. He was just another guy out there, and the young guy stepped up, and we're steady Eddie because we talked about it last year. If this happens last year, Northern loses by 15. If he has to go out, because he probably missed, if I had to guess, six to eight minutes of game time. Between getting his nose cut and his knee and everything. They they don't survive that.
1: Yeah. The, the, they didn't have the, the punch offensively. Like I mean, you know, Maher could score. Um, but right, but then they're the, all they,
2: focused on him. They and,
1: really didn't have the ball handler. Because no. Maher's more of a shooter. Right. Like, his best world is when everybody forgets about him and he gets in that spot there in the corner and they feed him the ball in rhythm and he'll knock him down all night long
2: right and Alex Jamison, Cam Haru, Amir Moreland all handled it very nicely, very calmly. They looked like they looked kind of like seasoned veterans out there uh getting ready for Gross Point North and uh, this is a very very solid win, and now even more teams are starting to take notice. Mick McCabe moved them up. The D-Zone has them as number 13 in the state regardless of th- division. And, yeah, Port on Northern's a team that right now there's no one that they could play that I would say they don't have a chance to win against. Now, are there some teams that they'd be underdogs against? Absolutely. Yeah, But Northern's going in that category where – there's no dream you can put on them that would get you laughed at. Like, you can, if you want, all right, I'll just say, if you want to say they can win a state title, I think they have the ability to do that. Now, am I going to say they're going to the Breslin and winning it? Absolutely not. That's really hard to do. It's going to be hard to get out of their district first, and that's what they'll tell you. But do they have the ability to beat any team across with them? Yeah. Yeah. They do, and some might be a bit of an upset, but there wouldn't be a game that they would play, and if they won, that I'd go, oh, my God, how did they pull that off? Yeah.
1: No, you, you, you're right, and, and the, the other point you made when, when you said the freshmen don't look like freshmen, when, when you're watching a Northern game, like you know those kids are freshmen. like we, we talk about it all the time, but when you watch them play, that's not even on your mind. You're you're calling out names and and you're just you know, one good basketball player just gave the ball to another good basketball player and their age or their grade, it doesn't even dawn on you until after the game when you go, wow, he had 18 and he's he's just a freshman, right? Like, wow, all right, we got we got three more years of this after this, yeah, yeah.
2: But hey, enjoy the moment now because you're 10 and 0 and you're everybody's darling. You are. Beating teams on the road that are tough to go on the road and beat. Now go to a take care of business first. Get that Mack White title. You have Warren Mott, that's a team you should beat. Then that means you have to go two and two in the next two, next four, three and one to clinch it. You can do that. Keep doing what they're doing and I don't know there's nothing more I can say about this Northern team. They're just they are special
1: and I'm going to be very excited for March. Yeah, um, let's. Uh, uh, Ph took care of business, and they had a win over Marine City on Friday, fifty-nine to thirty-three. Again, this is one of these things about the Big Reds that, in the past, you worried that they'd look past the game or that they'd play down to a weaker team's um, you know level. And and but
2: right, they coming off a high of a win over yeah. Lakeview, they'd go, "We're untouchable." And we Let's, can just show up on yeah. Friday
1: and win, and you don't get the effort you need. We don't seem to have to worry about that with this big red team.
2: Right. And they've, they've turned the corner. Whatever happened after the the uh, Armada game or after the, the Genesee Christian game, really, they've figured it out. And I think it's been a lot of other role players stepping up. Uh, in, in the win, Dwine L. Benjamin had 13.7 rebounds, six blocks. That sounds like what he can do. He's the biggest guy out there, and he's really started to come in his own. Even if he doesn't score, there is a difference when there are teams with big players, when Benjamin's on the court, and when they're not. You can see almost immediately the shift in focus offensively for them and the shift in how they want to attack Port Huron when Benjamin's on the court versus when he's not. Connor Rosenall, 11 points, 6 assists, 5 steals. That's a really nice game. Garrett James had 9 points. I'm going to guess at least two, six of those were from three. Yeah. Javon Foy, eight points. Bryant Wilson, six points. Like, they're team efforts, and they hold Marine City to 33 points. That's going to win you a lot of games. But even even if it's just mental, this is the first time the Big Reds have been over 500 this year. They, they have six and five overall. They're four and one in league play, and they are, we talked about it, In a position where they control their own destiny
1: in the Mac Silver, and when you think about their start, they've been really good in the last what six or seven games. Yeah, they
2: have been really good, and it's a team that very easily could have gotten down on themselves and been, "Eh, I don't bad season, whatever, same old, same old. And they've kept fighting, and I'm glad that they're doing what I thought they could do.
1: All right, um, New Haven beat Romeo 55-46 in another MAC uh, game. Uh, Armada beats Yale 51-36. to I thought this would be a little bit closer, but I'm also going to say, uh, and I haven't seen the Yale boys yet, you have. Mm-hmm. I know there's talent there, but this Armada team's pretty good. Uh, and and like, like I say, other than Richmond, they're the only other – BWAC team I've seen that gave Crosslex any competition.
2: Yeah, I think, Arm- and now Armada solidified themselves as a team. If there's going to be someone to crash to the Richmond Crosslex party, it's Armada. They haven't played either. Well, they have. They played Crosslex back in December, and they went to overtime. Overtime. And, and they're going to it Richmond sense. this week. It- if you're Richmond, you can't look past it. Don't think you've arrived. Don't think you, the job's done because of the second you think that, is going to come into your barn and beat you, and all of a sudden it's going to be a very be-wacky title race.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I'm almost like if I'm Armada, that was like the perfect thing to have happen before you go and play them is have them beat cross because maybe their heads are in the cloud for the next one. Mm-hmm. But mind you, R- Richmond's one of those teams, they can get off to a bad start and make it better really quick. Like they they can do things in a hurry.
2: But Armada's going to be a team that doesn't go away. They don't. I mean, Croslex blitzkrieg them to the start, and you thought, all right, here comes a twenty-five point blowout, and Armada should have won that game.
1: Yeah. Uh, K Pack beats Memphis fifty-five to thirty-five. Sandusky a four-point win over Marlette. Thirty-nine to thirty-five, and Brown City beats Ugly sixty-one to fifty-two. Uh, I don't Did know the, the numbers, but uh, Muxlow probably they scored sixty-one. He's got to have thirty, right?
2: Try 45. 45, Okay, broke a I believe it was a seventy or sixty-two or seventy-two year old scoring record at, <laughs> at Brown City. Let me just double check, but um, yeah, he it was. Score. It was a sixty-seven year old scoring record. Wow, yeah. Heck of a night for him, and he's doing it being the entire focal point of the other team's defense.
1: Like, yeah, you're the, not out there going, "We have to stop this guy, this guy, this guy." You're out there going, "We have to stop this guy." Yes, and nobody's been able to stop him yet.
2: And yeah, that's to break a record that's almost seven decades old. Like, think, think well, about uh, that. that uh, think, think
1: about this. Ugly scored fifty-two points. He almost outscored them.
2: Yeah. <laughs> He's a he's a really, really nice player, and he could make an argument. Again, there's a, a lot of players that could that sans Tyler Jamison, he could be that guy that if when we do our draft would be number two. Yeah. Because when we do that, we might have to make a rule, no Tyler Jamison, because that team wins. But <laughs> after that, you could have anyone from like two through six, and you could make an argument for a lot of guys. Yeah.
1: Uh, Kingston beat Peck 59 to 45. Ethan Green 21 for Kingston and Peck was led by uh Dalton Semph again. He had 18 Cal uh Hayden with uh, 10 points for the uh the Pirates. Akron Fairgrove beat CPS 59-42 and uh, one other boys basketball score from Friday uh, night. I don't know anything about Centerline Prep. I really don't know a lot about New Haven Merritt, but 73-71 is a good ball game. Centerline prep won that one. That's That's the kind of game I want to watch. Yeah,
2: that's one you would have enjoyed.
1: (laughs) I know Merritt's got a couple of kids that can score. So obviously they were were doing that. Uh, All right, we'll we'll break here. There were some girls' basketball games uh, on Friday night, just a a couple, but we'll talk about that. Plus uh, there were uh, a couple of boys' basketball games on Saturday night. There was some hockey over the weekend as well. We'll get to all of that in our next segment. member FINRA and SIPC.
3: On Port Huron
0: Schools. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports.
1: All right, welcome back, Dennis and uh, Brady, Tri County Equipment, Get Stuck on Sports uh, podcast. Three girls' basketball games on uh, Friday. Two that we'll focus on um, because New Haven Merit beating center line prep 42-2. to two. There's nothing to talk about there uh, other than God, they're, another they're weird just, score. Yeah,
2: there's some. There needs to be a certain standard for having a team. I get that it's important, but yeah, when you're scoring two points in games and you're not playing like Catholic Central, yeah, yeah. We talked about it last week with – De- Dearborn Henry Ford Academy averaging the game being like 85 to 12 or something. So anyway,
1: so uh, there, there were two BWAC matchups that were big matchups. And the big one, of course, was North Branch, Emily City, because we've kind of been saying all along that these are the two teams that we think are at the top uh, and that one of them or both of them mm-hmm. are going to win the BWAC title this year. And round one goes to North Branch. um Fairly impressively. A 15-point win, 46-31, to North Branch beats Imlay City. Um, And uh, the the North Branch girls kind of flexing their muscle there. Mm -hmm. That was one where uh, we were
2: interested in seeing to see if someone can knock off Imlay City. And not only do they knock them off, kind of dominate them. And it was Imlay City's first league loss since February of 2020. So that streak is out the window. But, wow, North Branch is now decidedly the front runner. That wasn't just a, hey, we got a couple baskets late, hit a three at the buzzer. No, they, they kind of took Emily City's lunch money.
1: Yeah, and, but again, that should, one would think, make Emily City real hungry for the rematch. But now if you're Emily City, you really can't misstep. Be The rest of the way, because if you drop one to somebody else and fall two games back, do you think North Branch is going to lose more than a game this year now? No, in, no in and the B-O-I- only
2: game I think they'd lose would be to M.L.A. City. It seems like now North Branch is the team. Seems like they're number one, M.L.A. City's second, and then you have that Armada-Yale kind of squad there next as the, the next possible challengers. But North Branch is taking care of all, all the big teams they've had to play. I mean, they, they beat Marysville in the opener by 17. They then beat Yale by 20 at Yale. They beat Armada by 22, and they beat M.L.A. City by 15. They haven't had a close game in league. Their yeah. only loss is to Oxford by two points on the road, and Oxford is 10-2, and, and they're a Class A school with over 2,000 kids. I'm yeah. not going to punish them for that loss. No,
1: not not at all. Yeah, they, they've they been playing good ball, and we already knew that they had really good athletes. Uh, I mean, the three that I know that are there and that are probably doing because we don't get their stats, right. but Gormley can score. Deschetsky's just you know she's one of those kids that she picks up a ball and she's good at that sport right um, well, and, it's just, and not Bick, playing this year and, and and Bickle is really strong uh, as well um, for them so I mean uh, we we know that that they have uh, so some good some good kids there uh, and I also know that North Branch gets great support. that community rallies around its teams and supports them, especially when they're getting big wins like that. Um, Armada-Yale, 40-38. to 38. Armada wins uh, this uh, matchup, and this is more like what I expect. When you get two teams that I think are pretty similar, two good basketball teams, you get a good basketball game decided by a bucket.
2: Yeah, and... Like I said, those two are probably the, the next two after North Branch and MLA City. It was a good good Friday for the girls in terms of big-time games and have quietly had very solid seasons. They just haven't done anything that's been super impressive. I mean, Armada's 9-4. and four. Here are their four losses. A double overtime loss at Kingston. They lost to Warren Regina and MLA City convincingly, and they lost to North Branch convincingly. Every other team they should beat, they've beaten. They just aren't quite at the level of BWAC champion yet. They're still a really good team.
1: Yeah. Um, that That's solid. Again, really, BWAC sports, like the the boys' sports have been solid for a while, but BWAC girls' sports are really competitive. Um, like softball, i, I I don't know. There's there's probably really good leagues around the rest of the state that I don't know about. But pound for pound, how can you have a better league than the league that the BWAC has in softball? Right. I mean, you, you, you go into the season and there are five or six teams that could win that league or that are going to make noise in that league and make it tough for the teams that do win the league.
2: Right. And it's funny, the girls' basketball standings – uh, I'd have to double check, but I'm pretty sure it's like that perforic hierarchy where North Branch is seven and zero, Emily City six and one, Armada's five and two, Yale's four and three, Almont's three and four, Croslex two and five, Alganac one and six, Richard's and seven. Yeah. So it's you know exactly who they've beaten and who they've lost to. <laughs> it's very satisfying. And North Branch the first time through unbeaten. Emily City has to run the table to get another crack at North Branch to at least have a share at the title late February. Yeah. You
1: know. All right, let's skip back to boys and go to Saturday. There were, there were two games. I was at one of them. Um, Cardinal Mooney invited me on their road trip to Kalamazoo to play Kalamazoo uh, Hackett. Um, I'm not sure how this got set up. I don't know if it had anything to do with when they played in the baseball finals or however, but this game got on the schedule. Um, Mooney wanted to do a road trip. Mike wanted to get the, the, the kids out. They took the JV and the, the varsity over to Hackett left on Friday, spent the night there, played Saturday afternoon, spent the night, came home on Sunday, got to ride on the the bus with the kids. Um, and, and it was, it was a lot of fun and it was a, a, a good, like bonding thing for them. Um, like the, 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 the freshman had to come up to the front of the bus and do karaoke to songs that hmm. they shouldn't be singing. Hmm. <laughs> Some somebody was trying to be Taylor Swift. <laughs> it was back
2: to uh, back to your hockey road trip days. Yeah, a lot, the, a lot of things you said sounded similar. Yeah, like,
1: there was a lot of feel to that. Um, uh, I don't think Mike wants me to mention this, but. Um, the first hotel we went to was an abomination. <laughs> oh, he didn't
2: build the hotel. It's not his hotel. No,
1: no but but we went in there and like they, they somebody turned on the shower and brown water came out and <laughs> then, then you were at a very nice hotel. Then we went downtown um and, and stayed at a very nice uh hotel. Um love the gym at Hackett. It's it's older but a lot of atmosphere. It's, it's a smaller gym, but it was, it was very nice, well-kept, and, um, and, and it was fun. And there was a little gamesmanship with it um, because, if you don't remember, Mooney and Hackett played in the baseball championship um, COVID year, right? Yes, 21. Yeah, and, and Hackett won that game. When Mooney was in there in the morning to practice, that banner wasn't up in the gym. But when they came back for the game, it was the biggest banner in the gym um, up on the wall. And so when the game was over and Mooney won, a lot of their kids, because a lot of those kids there played in the baseball game too, right? Um, they, they were taking selfies in front of the big banner, uh, exclaiming that Hackett had beat Mooney in the baseball. But I'm going to tell you what, Hackett was 8-3. and three. They are a big Basketball team. Okay, so I've seen teams that have big players.
2: Northern's a big team. Yeah. Um, Richmond has a good amount of size.
1: Yes. Those teams would look small next to Hackett. Really? Um, and, and I'm uh, talking to their AD. He's like, yeah, in, in our league, we're just slightly above average because they have some good teams in that league. I guess Schoolcraft's cra- well, school been to the finals like three or four years in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess they're really big. Um, so whatever they're feeding them over on that side of the state, they got some big, tall, muscular basketball players. And I'm looking at this going, ooh, this is going to be tough for Mooney. They've got Dom Cadavera, Right. And they have other kids that are decently sized, but Tremblay and, and those kids, you know, Luke Bright, they're big kids but not standing next to the Hackett kids, they're not. But I'm going to tell you what, they played big. And they had to chase for a lot of this basketball uh, game. They were down four at the end of the first quarter. First quarter was a lot of, like, feeling out process. And actually, Hackett didn't attack inside at first. For about the first four minutes of the game, they sat out at the three-point line and jacked up some some three-pointers. And I was really actually kind of surprised by that approach. Um, but they started, as the game went on, they started pounding the ball inside. So they're up 12-8 to eight at the end of the first. Mooney starts getting a little offense uh, in the second, and they're only down 24-23 at the uh, the half. Um, and, and it was obvious that Quinton Hilliker was having a game. Right. Um, he, he had nine at halftime. He finished with 20. Uh, he was the only player in the game to get more than 14 points um, on either side. Uh, and, and so it, it's a good game. Hackett spread it out a little bit in the third quarter, and they were up 41 35 after three. And at one point, Mooney was down double digits. They put in a I don't even know who Brady Coons is. And he came into the game. And so I'm next to the scorer's table, between the scorer's table and the Mooney bench. Right. And he's standing out at the three-point line, and I'm, like, basically right behind him. I, I can see his back. I'm looking at his number. When he let the ball go, it looked like it went straight up into the air, and I thought it wasn't even going to make it, like, into the paint. <laughs> I really did. When, when he shot it, I thought, oh, my goodness, this is going to be way short. And it went right down the middle and didn't touch any rim. It was a perfect, beautiful rainbow three. It was the only shot he made in the game. He hardly played. Like he was only in for a couple of minutes, but it was a huge shot, you know, because it kept Mooney in the game at a moment where it looked like it might be fading on them. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and, uh, Dom Catavera against all these other bigs, had a monster game. He scored 12 points. He was a force. He rebounded. He played tough. He finally fouled out of the game with about two minutes to go. And you're thinking, oh, that's a
2: bad time to foul That's Yeah,
1: that, that's a big loss. But he left it all out on the, uh, the court. Um, Trent Rice has been in a little bit of a shooting slump, but he found a way to manufacture nine points for himself. Uh, and in the end, Mooney... In the fourth quarter, maybe the best quarter of basketball I've seen them play. Mm-hmm. They, they won the fourth seventeen to five, and won the game fifty-two to forty-six, and it was a big gutty win for a basketball team that had lost four in a row. To get them back over five hundred at six and five, and now they can come back home and they've got Cranbrook, I think, on Tuesday big league game for them and they can go into that game off of really good feel good weekend right where they got to go out some camaraderie they had some fun you know uh, th- that's the other thing that I noticed the JV and the varsity together like get along really well and everybody likes everybody right like the- there weren't any clicks everybody was together a- as a group um, and uh, this was just a real positive weekend, and that's a quality win. Heck, it's a good basketball team. Yeah, I'm that, not saying they're going to win a state title or anything like that. They, they're not probably not even going to win their league, but that's a good basketball team. That's a tough place to go and win a game, and that was a quality win for Cardinal Mooney.
2: So that's a uh, – yeah, they really needed that because they were reeling a bit, and that's the kind of weekend that can maybe shake all, all the bad stuff off and get all the good in.
1: Yeah. So um again 52 46 20 for Hilliker, uh, 12 for Catavera, and 9 for uh, Rice uh, and their next highest score was Coons with that 3. <laughs> but it was just a big the only shot the kid took in the whole game and and when he let it go I'm just like oh like you're you're almost you're cringing like, oh, this is going to look bad. Oh, wait a minute. It made it all the way, and it went right through the middle. <laughs> right. <laughs> I guess I just had a bad angle at it, and right. he shot it with such an arc. It it literally looked like it went straight up in the air, Brady, and I thought it was going to come right back down to him, and he was going to have to catch it. <laughs> <laughs> but
2: they treated you nice at Hackett.
1: They they treated it really nice at uh, at Hackett. Uh, the, the athletic director was uh, really nice to me. Um, and, and like I, like I say, it's, it's a smaller gym, but I liked it. Like, yeah. It, it,
2: Unlike Gross Point North, it had, it was old, but it had character.
1: Yeah. It character is the, is the right word for it. Like it's just, you walk into a gym and you go, yeah, a lot of, a lot of good basketball games have probably been played here. Did they uh like if the walls could talk, if the bleachers right. could talk. Did they'd they have put stories.
2: stanchions and step off the floor? No. Okay. No, yeah. You didn't I have did you play, didn't have any of that. I did play a football game once in Quincy, Illinois, where they had a rock bed about uh, two yards off the field. Like you know, those white decorative rocks you put yeah. they had that out like near the corners of the end zone. Why? Be- who I thought that was
1: a good idea? I,
2: who thought it was a good idea to put stanchions to prevent people <laughs> from walking underneath the basket as if players forget how to play when there's someone. Yeah. Just every other gym has. it. Anyway, I'm glad you Anyways, had a good time. Yeah,
1: St. Clair beat Marysville 49-34. Uh, that was a Saturday
2: game as well. Right.
1: I didn't see anything about that because I was out of town.
2: St. Clair got a quality win. I mean, I can give you the leading scorers in, in that one, but – um. Yeah, it's, it was kind of the score is what we expected in the game for Saint Clair. Braylon Franz had 14, Drew McCartney had 12, and it was I don't never really in that much of danger for Saint Clair. They got a win; they they needed to win. Uh, there was 12 points for both Cole Haran and Jake Dyssinger on Marysville side, but Saint Clair gets another win. They play Lakeview this week. That's a huge game, and if they if they win that one, they are Right back in the race.
1: Yeah, uh, and uh, as if Pennwell and McCartney weren't playing well enough, Hunter, they got Hunter Richardson, Hunter Richardson back. Hunter
2: Richardson returns. He's back. St. Clair's getting healthy at the right time.
1: All right, uh, hockey-wise, uh, there were four games Friday and one on Saturday. Uh, on uh, Friday, Grosse Pointe uh, North get getting fat on the Port Huron uh, teams. They beat right. the Big Reds 8-3. to three. Uh, you, you can go back like four or five years. This is the last time Gross Point North had a multi-game win streak. Uh, Anchor Bay and Romeo played to a three-three tie. Dewitt took it to Thumb Legion eight to nothing, and Northern was up in the uh, Sioux. I believe this weekend on Friday they lost to Traverse City West five to nothing. On Saturday the Sioux beat them by a score of five to two, and uh, that's uh, all the uh, hockey stuff that went on. In fact, that's all the stuff that went on between Friday and Saturday.
2: Yeah, been a it was a tough stretch for hockey right now
1: yeah uh, we'll uh, we'll take a, a glance I think at what we've got this week uh, and then we want to talk a little more about uh, Denny White uh, in our final segment
2: Marysville.
1: one eighty five.
0: If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports.
1: All right. Um, This uh, week, uh, let's see, on uh, Tuesday, a couple of boys basketball games. PH is at uh, Marysville, so the rivalry there. And uh, Armada at Richmond is an interesting game, especially since Richmond's top dog this week after knocking off Crosslex last week.
2: Yeah, it's, I mean, it's Richmond. It's Portia Northern and then everyone else, but the top of everyone else is Richmond. And Richmond, again, they have big games. They they got to take care of business with Armada because if I'm telling you, if they think they have a ride, if they think they're there, they're going to lose to Armada. Now, if they come out and play their game, I think at both teams' best, Richmond's a little better, but... Armada is maybe one of the scrappiest teams around yeah that they just you've seen them a few times
1: yeah they they're they're tough but man that Richmond team is is good uh, and and if they stay laser focused uh, Brady they're so good yeah they're the they've got weapons um, and and I really like that basketball team but now they've got the target on their back
2: that's the test of a really good team what do you do when you're at the
1: top because that's the thing about what Crosslex has done that's so impressive is that they've had the target. Everybody wants to play their best game against them. Right. And they always have had an answer.
2: Right, until the the, the Richmond game, but they'll get another chance on yeah. the go-around. But, yeah, now Richmond, hey, you have our made-at-home. Take care of business. You want to be top dog. You want to be BWAC champs. We talked about how deep of a run they can make. This is a game you win.
1: Um, The Marine City Girls on Wednesday will be home against uh, Frazier. Um, And again, uh, Frazier's a a tough opponent, but but I like this Marine City Girls basketball team with what they do defensively um, and their capability that if they need offense, they they can rough teams up.
2: (laughs) St. Clair's the only other team Marine City could lose to, and besides Frazier, so this is the last... Big hurdle before that potential showdown at St. Clair.
1: Um, Armada girls at uh, Crosslex on uh, Thursday. Um, I haven't seen the Armada girls yet, so I'm kind of interested in going to see this one. We know Crosslex is is improved, but we think that Armada is the favorite going into this uh, game. Uh, And a PH St. Clair rematch that can it get better than the first time around hopefully hey St. Clair beat Lakeview and then it makes it a lot more important
2: because if that happens you want PA you want if you beat Lakeview and you beat St. Clair you're in first place St. Clair takes care of business this week they end the week tied for first place in the Max Silver everyone would have two losses
1: yeah that that's that's kind of a big week of basketball considering
2: their start this is a chance to right all those wrongs
1: yeah uh, and, and you got to feel, too, that now with a couple of wins under their belt, they feel like they're past. Right. I don't, whatever you want to call it, bad luck or, or whatever it was, the the funk they were in at the start of the season right. where they had all these close games that they had a chance to win and couldn't get over the top. It turned a new leaf. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, on uh, Friday, Marine City-St. Clair girls basketball to, to cap out uh, a week. Uh, and, and again, if Marine City gets through this this week, Brady, they're in good
2: shape. Well, they're champs yeah. if they get through this week. So, so and, that's, and, and that's this what is and, do.
1: and Saint Clair wants to be the roadblock. They want to stay in the mix here.
2: Since the buzzer sounded for the first game, they've been laser focused on the twenty seventh, knowing they get them at their place. Yeah.
1: All right. Um, again, we mentioned at the uh, the top of the show the passing of uh, Denny White uh over the uh the weekend a a big friend to us here at uh get stuck on sports. You want to smile, <laughs> go back and listen to to the uh the pick'ems that we do during football season when Denny is on. Boy do we have a good time with him.
2: Yeah. We had him on a few times during during basketball or baseball season and just yeah, you're right. Every time you talked to him, whether you saw him at the ballpark or whether you saw him, we brought him in or just anywhere, you, you'd smile and laugh. There, Sharp wit, yeah. I was gonna say no one had a better wit than he certainly. Jenny White. He
1: certainly knew how to push your buttons. Oh, well, I've,
2: yeah, I've known him for, <laughs> I've known him my whole life, and yeah, he always knew. He'd always get that one jab in that uh, he always seemed to knew no out of time it perfectly what to say and he just had a way about him where he was I mean he was about to coach his thousandth game this year and he'd been around baseball the whole time I saw um, everyone sharing their memories and one of my favorite and the most Denny one I saw was talking to a pitcher and he goes hey have you ever taken a part of baseball it doesn't have a brain don't try to outthink it (laughs) and that's just the kind of thing he'd do and for someone who had coached so many people and been around so many guys he never felt made you feel like he was more important than you more bigger than you he was there to aid you when you were the star when when he had good teams that 2011 team you'd always say i just had to not screw it up as the pitching coach and it's just yeah, it just breaks my heart knowing that when i go to the baseball field this spring he won't be there and it's probably going to hurt like hell again. The first time we go to St. Clair, and he's not there because he was for a long time St. Clair baseball, and he was everything you wanted in a coach. And to see the outpouring of support really shows what he was and what he meant to so many people.
1: Well, like he and and he was just a, a treasure trove, not just of the memories, but. You you talk baseball in the area, and Denny knew all the kids, right? And, and he could give you a real honest scouting report on guys, and le- he made us look smart, right? You know, because yeah. because we go on the air and we go, oh, this kid, blah 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 blah. Well, where do you think we got that from? We got that from Denny. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he knew.
2: I, I mean, he started coaching baseball in 1970, um, and he and he's done it at so many levels. He'd work with a Ten-year-old, same way he'd work with a varsity pitcher. Um, he was the the man in charge when the St. Clair, I think it was their 13 or 14 U team, won the state championship and went and played in the, the regional tournament in Illinois, and they went to the semifinals there. Uh, it just feels like everyone who knew him has a fun story about him, and he made everyone feel like his friend.
1: And, and l- l- let's, uh, again... That state championship team. Now I know it's a special team, right? And, and Denny will tell you a monkey could have coached them, right? And and he's probably right, especially
2: I'm, the pitchers he was yeah, in charge of.
1: But uh, but I'm I mean they, they they had Seddon. they had Cronenworth, and, and just what he's Carol. doing. Carol uh, Mott. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, right there, you got two guys playing professional sports
2: well and Seddon played triple a baseball yeah
1: so. um and, and Carroll's a bullpen catcher for the Tigers he probably
2: would have had at least a stint in the minor leagues if his body held up yeah
1: I mean just uh, un- unbelievable and we're probably forgetting kids uh too but uh just a lot of terrific uh ball players have come through St. Clair so they've been blessed with talent but they were also blessed with a pretty good guy to teach them
2: Yeah, and he was a football coach for a long time, too, Um, a long-time building sub. I don't know if a lot of people knew this about Denny White, but he was actually a Marysville graduate. He won a state title in football in Marysville under Bob Sullivan, and Bob Sullivan's an old-time coach that I'm not going to bore you with, but he was as big as Walt Braun before Walt Braun got here. I mean, Bob Sullivan laid the groundwork for Walt Braun Walt Braun didn't build it from from scratch. Bob Sullivan was a big coach, and he was. I know Denny White had a, the utmost respect for him, and he won a state title at Marysville in football in 1963 with him. And well, yeah, and then won a state title at Saint Clair. I'm pretty sure he's the only guy to say he can win a state title with both those schools.
1: Yeah, and so we're kind of we're kind of leaning towards something.
2: Yeah, I mean we. We were just talking because uh, a man like that needs to be honored. And in my humble opinion, and I think, Dennis, you agree with me. 100% on this, That yes. if there was a way to honor him, I don't know how the St. Clair-Marysville football game doesn't have a trophy, but I think it'd be pretty neat if the winner of that game held up some sort of the Denny White trophy. Yeah. Because if there's two communities he impacted the most, if there's two communities that were near and dear to his heart, it was St. Clair and Marysville, the school he graduated from and the school he spent most of his adult life teaching and coaching at.
1: And and, and let's face it, like most big rivalry games, they play for something. Right. With the Brick Fowler for the Port Huron area school district, they play for the Bell when it's St. Clair and Marine City. The
2: Jug between Richmond and Armada. Yeah, I uh, know uh, oh, the the Helmet Trophy Croslex in Yale.
1: Yeah, so you know, high time St. Clair and Marysville had something, anyways. Right. Uh, and and now you've got the perfect set up for it
2: yeah there I mean there's a thousand ways he'd be on and he'd probably tell you no not to do it because I uh, he'd joke around <laughs> the one thing I always remember and I joke about it every time we saw him uh Matt Sheehan when he was writing for the Times Herald called him the wise one <laughs> and you better believe that nickname stuck with him forever and well he still is the wise one and we joke but there's a reason why he wrote it. It wasn't in jest he he knew his stuff and he had a way of delivering it and yeah it's it's not gonna be the same when we go to saint Clair this spring
1: yeah, no, not at all we We will miss uh Denny white a a
2: great uh, deal just he just felt like a guy that was always going to be there, right. He was the one constant. You went to St. Clair to go, oh, at least we get to go talk to Denny. And it didn't matter if it was a 35-degree day and they lost by 10 or it was 75 and sunny, and his team just mercied someone else. He'd always have a smile, always be willing to crack jokes with you. And, yeah, it's, it's just – it sucks. I, I
1: saw him upset just once. Hmm. Just after just a win. Just one time, and it was after a win, and he was upset – because they came back and won, and he couldn't teach them the lesson that he wanted them to learn from how terrible they had played the first six innings of the game, <laughs> so anyways uh on on that note um our our thoughts are with Denny's wife uh with the family and and with all of you out there who were touched by Denny White because he touched a lot a lot of people uh with his coaching,
2: yeah, I have a feeling the visitation for him. It, there's, like, eight hours of visitation, and that might not be enough. Yeah. So, we'll, uh, yeah, we'll miss them a lot.
1: And, uh, and we'll be back on uh, Wednesday with another edition of the show. Uh, any last uh, thoughts, uh, Brady? Did we miss anything?
2: Nope. Uh, be back Wednesday. All right.
0: From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.